Shut up, shut up. It's ringing. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Fans, David Howard Thornton here, Art the Clown himself from the movies Terrifier and the upcoming Terrifier 2, and you're listening to Lights Out Radio. Why, hello, all you ghosts and ghouls, fiends and freaks, witches and zombies. How's it going out there? I hope everybody's doing well and living life. I hope everybody's being blessed. Man, it's beautiful. Life is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful adventure. It really is. And you can't have the positive without the negative, you know what I mean? So it's just, the whole journey is just a really beautiful thing. It's like a roller coaster that you're scared to ride for the first time. And then after you ride it, you you know, while you're riding it, you're going through all the ups and downs and sides to sides and upside downs and all this crazy shit. And then when you get off, you're like, holy fuck, let's do that again. So anyway, I hope everybody's doing okay. I know it's been a while since you heard from me, but, you know, I'm kind of self-taught with all this. I didn't even start knowing how to do a lot of this until i actually started doing this show with all that being said you know we got the uh the brand out hoodies shirts snapbacks we'll be adding a few other things pretty soon you guys are gonna really gonna dig it uh so stay tuned for that and um just one more quick thing um somebody was talking to me about hey man you should uh you should do a patreon and blah 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 i was like what's a patreon and he told me so yeah people can donate to you and blah 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 blah. and that's cool and i respect that and everything but that's just not me uh to be honest it's just not my style it's not who i am as a person or as a man i want to earn every inch that's in every step i take you know what i mean uh that's just who i am that's just how i operate so no shade salt or rain or or anything like that thrown anybody else's way. It's just not for me. It's not my thing. If you guys want to, you know, support the cause or support the support the brand and all that, much love. You know what I mean? I highly appreciate it. We're going to be doing big things, making big noise. So that's going to be awesome. But if you want to, if you want to support it, you know, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a hat. There's going to be a few other things out there. So that's just how I operate as a person. But anyway, uh, back to the show. So, if you have not seen All Hallows Eve, which is where Art the Clown, he's a character, he gets his birth, or if you haven't seen The Terrifier, which is kind of like the follow-up to that, but it's more just solely based on Art the Clown, if you haven't seen either one of those, especially The Terrifier, I highly urge you to check them out. Really good movies. Uh, The second one's coming out soon, uh, sometime this year. The director, Damien, he uh, put out a post on Instagram and Facebook the the other day talking about how he's got a rough cut done and um, the movie's going to be over two hours, which is awesome. This movie has all the vibe and aura around it that screams to me, this is the next slasher franchise. I mean, the character is amazing. The dude that plays him, David, who we're going to be speaking to here in a little bit, amazing. So that's just what it is. So... If you haven't seen them, check them out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Maybe freaked out a little bit in a couple parts in the Terrifier, but, I mean, that's what it is. We're, this isn't going to be no child's play horror movie, you know what I mean? So keep that in mind when you watch it, and I'll probably post a video of the new trailer or teaser for uh, Terrifier 2. But, yeah, other than that, when we come back, we're going to take a quick little musical break. That way you guys can, you know, grab some popcorn or a smoke or a drink or whatever you guys need to do. 
Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to David Howard Thornton himself, the man that plays Arthur Clown. Don't miss it. This is Lights Out Radio, baby. Yeah. All right, everybody, as promised, this is Justin with Lights Out Radio. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's living their best life and doing everything the best they can. Anyway, as promised, we have David Howard Thornton himself, the terrifier, Art the Clown. You know his name by now. He's big in news. He's big in horror. He's just big. This this thing blew up. So how you doing, David? What's going on, man? I'm doing good. I can't complain too much, you know, you know get, given the circumstances of everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for anybody to complain too much unless you're in the hospital with the shit. Exactly. Exactly. Could be worse. Exactly. Could be worse. Exactly. So I'm not, man, I don't know if you know, we don't really waste any time on this show, so we're just going to jump right into the shit. Cool. So who is David Howard Thornton? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. We're gonna start off yeah. with the with the soul diggers. Yeah, who is David Howard Thornton? I, I, I guess you could say he is like a uh, a, a Southern geek that moved up to New York City that got very lucky in life. Uh, man, <laughs> take it how you can get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how did you? I mean, this has probably been played out in a lot of interviews with you, but I haven't really listened to them. I kind of avoided them on purpose. So, mm-hmm. if anything gets repetitious, on well, honestly, dude, at, at this phase, you're gonna have to get used to that shit. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, so, how did you get your start in acting, man? I oddly enough got my started in um, acting, doing church theater of all things. You know, it's just, oh, it's, wow. it's funny how I've come like you know like gone the whole gamut. <laughs> <laughs> right. Started off with plays about Jesus, and now I'm just hacking up people for a living with blood spewing <laughs> everywhere and doing horrible, horrible things to people. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> I've run the whole gamut. I was saying that's quite the spectrum in your pocket right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you that's started, how I started. So you started out doing church plays. Uh, church was, plays. Was that, for your, uh, was that for your personal, like your family church or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, like I was in like the church choir, like the children's choir, and we did the little plays every year and stuff like that. And that's where I really cut my teeth. And I started doing community theater later on, and that's really where I learned a lot was doing community theater because I learned from like my betters, uh, those people that've been doing it for years. And you know, I I, I never really was formally trained in theater. I uh-huh. just learned from doing it, honestly, because I got my degree in teaching. Of yeah. all things, but I, oh wow, I didn't know it, that. Yeah, yeah, elementary education uh, with a minor in history. There you go, nice history yeah. buff. Yeah. I can dig it. Oh yeah, I'm big history buff. But you know, I was in college. Uh, my mom passed away from uh, cancer, and so that kind of changed my whole perspective on life. You know, it's just like I was like, I, I, I like teaching, but I, I'm not really as fulfilled as I am like entertaining my students. I was like, I, I discovered, I, I really enjoyed entertaining my students more than teaching them. I'm like, I think this is what I need to do with my life instead. I think I need to be an entertainer. 
And so I finished up my degree and because, you know, just in case so I could have something to fall back on if I needed to and moved up to New York City and the rest is history. Nice. Moved up to the big city with dreams to make it big. Yeah, yeah. It's like you only get one shot at all this, so might as well live it up. You that's, know, that's take, a fact. Take those risks because you, you you never know. I know so many very talented actors back home in Huntsville that you know always wanted to give it a shot, but they were too afraid to leave home. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, I'm. I'm a firm believer, dude. I'm. That's crazy that you said that. I'm a firm believer that I think fear holds a lot of people back from really exposing their gifts or their their light, so to speak. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, So what part of, uh, you said you grew up in Huntsville? Huntsville, yeah. Nice. I lived in uh, Decatur, honestly, for about a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like right outside of Huntsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in, I I didn't grow up there. I lived there for about a year with my mom, and then Katrina happened, and we, I jetted back to to Colorado. Uh, Ah, that makes sense. Did you ever get to go to Point Mallard while you were out there? No, I didn't, man. I didn't have much time oh, to do man. much. I just kind of like stuck to myself and just kind of, I wrote a lot, to be honest. I did a lot of writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like uh, getting away from everything that I knew and everybody I knew really gave mm-hmm. me the chance to just kind of like, like I used to go out into the woods uh, back behind my mom's house and I just sit out there and just write or sketch or just kind of just oh, do wow, my nice. thing. Yeah, just kind of get my uh, my zen on, so to speak. I know that's one thing I have missed about living here in New York City is like I don't have the woods to go out and do that kind of stuff in because I, I still like to do that a lot too, just go on hikes and stuff like that just to clear my head. Yeah, definitely. So you did community theater, and then mm-hmm. where'd you go from there? Uh, basically um, here in New York. I just did that and came up to New York, and I, I would take a, like a class here or there, not really to – I mean, I, I learned a little bit in these classes, but it was more like so I could network gotcha that and makes so, sense so i can get to know casting directors and stuff like that and it's just rub shoulders and, and then shake i started getting cast yeah gotcha did all that started doing like voiceover work and uh did five years where i toured with how the grinch stole christmas the musical that's awesome so, that, so you did oh, live the, you did live theater then oh yeah that's that, that's what i basically did terrifier was my first real film i had done like extra work before but you know that i don't really count that as much because yeah. you know I had no lines. I just sat in the background and going, ah, I reacted to things. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So or didn't react to things. I'm just sitting in the co- uh, cafe drinking a cup of coffee or something like that. Making it big, climbing the ladder, man, climbing the ladder. Oh, yeah. Got to put in the work. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, I, I think that's what a, a lot of um, uh, aspiring actors don't really understand is that you have to put in the work. You're not going to, necessarily just start off with a big huge you know project or something like that you got to build yourself up i mean it took me about 10 13 14 years to like really get where i was going with my career here in new york it's a lot of just pounding the pavement Mm -hmm. auditioning auditioning and auditioning and just hoping something sticks yeah definitely I, i think that's lost too in a lot of aspects in life in general people just expect to come out the gate just knocking heads off and kicking doors in and that's just not the way it works man oh no you especially gotta... here like like new york or la because it's like you're a small fish in a very big pond of you know equally talented people mm-hmm. yeah so that's... it's just like it's sometimes it comes down it has not, sometimes it has nothing to do with that that other people are better than you it's 
it comes down to certain things you have no control over. Like, you know, you just might look a little bit different than what they're wanting. Or it, I, I literally lost a role over a coin toss because they couldn't decide me and another person. You're shitting me. A coin, yeah. <laughs> a coin toss. Yeah, it was just, but you know, I think that one came up in my favor because if I had won that coin toss, I wouldn't have been able to audition for Terrifier. Oh shit! Yeah, and that yeah. that that coin toss saved you. Then, if anything, yeah, I, 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 I really did win that coin toss. <laughs> I'm the way I expected. That's funny how life works out like that sometimes. It is. It is. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know that about you. Um. So what was the transition like from from live theater? You know, live audience seeing the expressions immediately yeah. and everything and all that that comes with it to standing in front of a camera. You know what I mean? Like, how did that transition go for you? That, that was an interesting transition. I mean, first of all, you know, luckily I didn't have to worry about the vocal transition because, you know, I'm being a stage trained actor. I'm used to projecting. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I remember back in college, I, I did like a student film and like my first day on set, like the guy had his uh, earphones on. He's like, oh, God. Whoa. Okay, dude, you don't have to project. <laughs> the mics pick up everything. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> but you know, that, that's something a lot of actors have to adjust to because, you know, with you know, stage, you have to be bigger. You have to be bigger with your voice and you have to be bigger with your body. So it reaches the, you know, the last seat in the house. When you're on camera, everything is picked up by the camera. Every little bitty little thing that you do is picked up. Yeah. So you have to make things smaller for it. So that there's that difference there. But you know, also with stage, uh, you you usually have like weeks of you know rehearsals. So you you've by the time that you're actually performing in front of people, you've done it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So you've got it down pat with film you might rehearse the scene a few times before you film it, then you film it. And that's all there is. And as an actor, I'm always discovering new things, especially when I'm doing plays, I'm discovering things from rehearsal to rehearsal and sometimes from performance to performance. So I'm always changing things and adding things. And, and you can do that with stage because you have a different audience every night. So it's mm. a different experience with film. What's filmed is filmed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And there's like, well, okay. And then I, I, I've had those moments where I think of something afterwards. I'm like, ah, man, that would great to do. like when you get into, it's like when you get into the argument with the guy at the grocery store, and then you get in the yeah. car, you get in the car all pissed off, and you're like thumping the the the, the wheel or the steering wheel or whatever the dashboard, yeah. and you're just like, fuck! If I only would have said this, it would have been so cool. Oh, I would have torn it apart. Oh, God. Oh. oh, I know. That's that's how I feel with you know some of the stuff I've done on screen. I'm like, man, I could have added so much more to that, but oh well, it is what it is. And plus, also with stage, you know, you have that instant feedback from the audience, mm -hmm. so you know when stuff's working. Especially with comedy, because comedy has there's so much that you you feed off of the, the energy of the audience and the other actors and because it you know, all deals with timing yeah. and you don't have that luxury with film because you don't have an audience responding to you and you're not getting those laughs. So you don't, you're like, I, I have those moments people with terrifying. I'm like, is this joke landing? <laughs> and I don't know until they say cut and the crew starts laughing. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That worked. We got it. We got it. Yeah. So you just have to trust a lot in the, uh, the director and also in the editing process too, because there, there have been so many things where I'm like, how the, the, the well, Damien will be like, Oh, that was a great take. And I'm like, really? Okay, cool. And then, <laughs> 
and then is how he edits it. I'm like, oh, I can totally see what you're going for now. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Cool, 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 cool. I've always kind of envied that about directors, how they have like these certain, they, they're able to look at things in a certain way and they, they know that they can piece these two, you know, whatever together and be yeah. like, yeah, that was fucking epic, dude. I see what you're doing now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, I, I can't do that. I, I Way back in high school, I directed a play and that was the most stressful thing for me. And I'm like, I, I'm just not a director. I, I can't stand it. I'm just like, I, it was just way too much for me to have to deal with. I was like, I, I, I'd rather be concerned about just myself. Right. I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> what was the, else. what was the play? It was the Emperor's New Clothes. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was a good it was a good play that you know someone had written. It was just what well, was frustrating for me because you know I've always been a big pers- uh, proponent of a slapstick comedy. That's mm-hmm. always been my thing. I love doing slapstick. I love doing physical comedy, and I just couldn't get the actors to do what I wanted them to do, and it drove me nuts. And I would actually <laughs> act it out right in front of them, like do what I do. <laughs> Just do what you do and we'll see if it works. Yeah. I had read somewhere that you were you were really big into comedy first. How was that switch up? It, well, it's been an okay switch up because, you know, there is a lot of comedic elements to uh, art. Definitely. So it's that's that's been a nice thing to have. So even on, on set, we'll, we'll sometimes do different versions of the same scene. We'll do like a more... Uh, serious and scary version of the scene, then we'll sometimes do a more comedic version. And it's usually because Damien has an idea for what's going to make it scary, and I'll have some idea for, you know, well, let's try this little joke that we could do in here. And it's just kind of play around with that. Nice. What's that? I say you just kind of blend them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cool in that way. It's it's a nice, like, uh, relationship that, you know, Damien and I have, you know, actor and a director. It's like we we have that mutual respect and trust in each other. We know each other's uh, strengths, and we play with those. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, and we, we just see what we come up with together, and yeah. it's, it's kind of cool. I think that really like unfolds or flows would be a better word. I think that really flows out onto the screen. To be honest, too, like there's something about the movie where you can feel that that everything's really mm-hmm. cohesive and tight. Yeah. It's, it's really well, we, we even have those moments on set too, where it's like I, I, I know when we find when we get the take that's going to work. I can I can just feel it. I'm like that really felt good. <laughs> and Damien's like the same thing. It's like when we're both going that felt good. Will that look good? I'm like okay, cool. That's the one we're using. <laughs> Man, that sneak peek you guys came out for the, or with the sec for the second one. That looks really, mm-hmm. looks really good, man. It looks really oh, good. It, it looks like a totally different element than the first one, though. Yeah, it's, it's, we've really improved on everything, I think, because Damien has listened to probably every single review that's been out there online, on in YouTube videos, whatever. He's the good ones and the bad ones. And he's, he's gone through and listened to what people have said and what mm-hmm. they think need to be improved on. And that's what he, he's like, okay, let's tackle these certain things that people think, especially the, the ones where he knows the same comments over and over again. But he also was like, okay, what are the things people like? Yeah. Let's make sure we keep all of that in here as well. Yeah. Well, obviously so there's a lot. All that. Obviously there's a lot of what people like. I mean, it started it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I remember I remember seeing All Hallows Eve 
fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't even know a, a while ago. They, uh, I don't remember, but I remember seeing it and I was like, that character's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And he had like the original guy. What was his name? Uh, Mike Gianelli. Yes, him. He, uh, mm-hmm. he had like a, to me personally, this is my personal opinion. I'll probably be attacked for it or whatever, but he, <laughs> ki- he kind of brought like a classical, scary, like that creepy Victorian clown kind of mm-hmm. image. That's the kind of image it presented itself to me was like that creepy Victorian era clown, you know, those old ceramic clowns that people would collect. And yeah. They had that creepy element to them. That's what he kind of reminded me of. But then, yeah. and not to like dog him and, and raise you up or any shit like that, but when you came out and you had all the, because I felt like it was just kind of flat-faced with him and you you really show the expressions and like all the little twitches and mouth movements and like nose and cheek and your eyes, like, it brings it really to life for me personally. And I really, I really love that aspect that you guys kind of changed or that you brought to it. I'm not sure how that worked out, but it was awesome. Well, thank you. So I, I, I attribute a lot of that to Mike though, because he really set a good you know, solid foundation for me to like build upon. So I, I really appreciate what he did for me. It's kind of like, you know, how, you know, Kane Hodder took what all the previous Jasons had done and, you know, still stayed true that but he also put his own stamp on it as mm-hmm. well yeah he built upon it so yeah i mean that's the best way to do it if you're gonna play a character yeah. that's already been is to is to hold true to the character but then still add your own little twerks and twitches to it yeah but so i gotta ask um now like i said it might be monotonous but what's your favorite scene oh my favorite scene's is pizzeria scene love it I, yes. I, that was my favorite one just to film because for one, we were in heat. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot more comfortable than a lot of the other scenes we were to film because it actually in both, both films, we've been in a lot of cold locations because we've been filming during the winter and it, up here in New York. And so yeah, I heard it, about, it cold. I heard about some, uh, some building you guys are, I, I read it in an article, something about you guys filming in a building with no heat or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, both of the main buildings that we filmed in for the the, the big, huge, uh, well, the, the building you see in the movies, multiple buildings, but those two buildings that we filmed in, neither one of them had heat in them. So that was that was brutal at times. You know, cause when you're covered in blood, and it's like, especially for poor Catherine, you know, she's upside down, naked, and covered in blood, and it's twenty degrees out. And it's like, God. That was not fun. But going back to the pizzeria scene, it's just like, I think that's a scene that, like, I mean, we don't give Art's origin story in the film, mm-hmm. but that scene right there sets up everything you need to know about the character. You, you see every facet of his, his being in that scene. You see his playfulness. You see his creepiness. And mm-hmm. you also see his sadistic, vile nature as well. And I, I think that's what's really cool about it. And it's, it's there's so much that's said without being said. Yeah, that's honestly, man. That, that the pizzeria scene's my favorite too, for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you really get to see Art express himself in all these different ways. Like he's being playful and flirty, but at the same time, you can tell the flirtiness is kind of like dark and like fuck youish. Yeah, and I, I found Very that malicious. Yeah, exactly. I found that really cool. Even though everybody yep. talks about, you know, obviously the hacksaw scene, that's like the the big the big how to of the terrifier, but the right. the pizzeria scene is is, is got to have it for me. 
Yeah. And I did read something since we're talking about the pizzeria scene. I did read something. Uh, dude, the dude you cut his head off. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he uh, the creepy clown in the videos that was going around a few years back? Yeah, yeah, Mike uh, Levy. Yeah, <laughs> he and his um, his brother and their friend Steve. Uh, th- those two guys were the cops at the end too. But their pr- uh, film production, uh, Fuzz and Lens film, they they were the guys that did the whole Staten Island clown that started off the whole creepy clown craze where yeah. people were standing outside dressed as clowns. They were the first ones to do it. They did it before uh, Wrinkles the Clown, who claims that he's the first to do it. It's like, no, they were doing it about a year before him. <laughs> pay homage, pay homage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they worked on a – they were part of our crew for uh, Terrifier 2 as well. Nice. Yeah, I read that, dude. Yeah. And when I read that article, I was like, wow, that's really cool because I remember when that whole craze was going around. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was everywhere. Everybody was so yeah. scared of these clowns rounds and i thought that was pretty cool that that dude was one of like the original that's awesome yeah and you yeah. cut and you it, cut his head so off funny oh yeah <laughs> shows him oh, who yeah. the top clown is exactly <laughs> it's, it's just a fun little easter egg there so yeah that, i like that that's cool and speaking of yeah. easter eggs um i'm dude i'm a huge fan of halloween i have been ever since i was a little kid uh, mm-hmm. The new one, where where the mm-hmm. he cuts the the cop's head off and and shoves the flash the mag light up it to light it up like a jack o' lantern. Yeah, that's a nice little tip hat to you, huh? I know. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I, you know, some people are like, are you guys upset about that? I'm like, oh my gosh, no! If they actually got that from us, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's like because like we wouldn't be where we are if it were not for the original Halloween in the first place. It was like, that's what really set up slashers. Exactly. Like so many slashers owe their existence to Halloween. So if they were, you know, paying homage to us, that's amazing. I am flattered. Right. I need to find some way out to verify this. You're a big man. Now make some phone calls, figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised though, because, um, Actually, going back to the Fuzz and the Lens guys, they also filmed a spoof video when uh, that, that Halloween movie came out. They did the Halloween 60, so it was like 60 years later, so it was like where what, you see it. Were they the they old, take, he was the old yes. Michael Myers with the walker and shit? Yes. No, that was them? That was them. Nice. Yeah, they did that, and so like when they did the big uh, um, premiere out there in Hollywood, they brought them out there to the premiere, so they got to meet all the people at uh, that were there for the Halloween Forty premiere. Dude, that's awesome! And they went around, and all the apparently all the Halloween people were like, "Oh gosh, you guys are the Terrifier guys! Oh, we love that movie!" Nice. So the people that made Halloween uh, twenty eighteen knew about Terrifier, so I wouldn't be surprised if you know they had seen and they're like, "Hey, that's an idea," and they just maybe thought, "Oh." Who knows if this movie's ever going to be seen because it's small, little, low budget independent films? So maybe we can take this idea and no one's going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, like awesome. I said, hey, I don't care. It's kind of cool. Uh, man, I would. That's uh, what? Flattery? Or how does it go? Um, yeah, imitation is the finest form of flattery. There you go. And that, if that's if that's it, then that's it. But anybody in the horror community, let's be honest, man. Like, I'm not trying to pump your head up at all, but come on. Everybody knows who Art the Clown is everybody and speaking of like how crazy is that for you for you personally like to see people with tattoos i see people with tattoos on facebook and shit all the time of art the clown and shit like and then i was thinking the the other day i was like i wonder what he thinks of that it's it's nuts like when 
because I remember when they first started happening, like Damien and I were like, what? Are you kidding me? Someone wants to have like his creation and my face on their body for the rest of their life. That's insane. <laughs> and Damien was trying to keep a total of them at first and he, just, <laughs> he couldn't keep track of it anymore. It's like, there are just too many of them now, but I'm like, we're still just, I'm like, there are some amazing ones out there too. It's just like, this is, it, it's, it's really cool. We didn't expect any of this because like, you know, we were a very low budget independent film when we made this thing. I mean, yeah. we made it for $50,000. That is it. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't expect any of this. Well, no. We were just like, oh, we think we have something fun, but you know, like who knows if it's going to be seen by anybody. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw a really slick, uh, really detailed back. It, it was a whole back piece, man. And it was like you with like mm-hmm. the scalpel, and like with a trash can or the trash bag over your other shoulder, it was it was really detailed. It looked really good, but it was like the whole back piece. I was like, wow, that is insane. Yeah, that's the one that made me think. I wonder what he thinks about this. Like, I, I bet so it's just cool. unfathomable at some point. Well, when we were at our very first uh, convention out in uh, Arizona for a uh, Mad Monster party. Uh, a guy named Brad Thornton, who he's probably a cousin of mine. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But uh, like, he got a tattoo at the convention, and so he comes like running up to us. He had been doing it for like four or five hours, and like, so we're at an after party, and like, his friend comes over and pulls Damien, and I was like, "Dude, this guy just got a tattoo of you guys." We're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Like that that was like one the like the beginning of it because this is like before we even released on Netflix so we yeah we had not really totally exploded yet so we're just like what people are getting tattoos of us holy crap yeah that's how I that's when I first saw the Terrifier was on Netflix I had a chance to see it um I was visiting back home I was out in Denver and it was unfortunately I was leaving to come back right before the uh, horror film fest up in Telluride. Yeah, and a, a couple buddies of mine went, and I was like, "What movies are playing?" Because I'm like I said, I've been into horror since way back when. So I was like, you know, what what you know, what kind of movies are playing? Anything look good at all, or is it all just you know the same old recycled trash? And they told me about the Terrifier. I was like, "Oh, that sounds pretty cool." But they're like, "Man, just stay a couple extra days. You'll make it." I was like, "Dude, I got to get back to work, man. I can't." And so yeah, so I missed out on that opportunity. But then I started dating. Yeah. I started dating a girl that actually I'm currently still with and cool. yeah, I mean, we were hanging out. I came over, we, we went to dinner and then we went back to her place and we were chilling in her room and scrolling through Netflix, trying to find something to watch and, uh, saw you. And I was like, that title looks, I was like, that title, something's ringing a, something's ringing a bell here, but I couldn't place it. I was like, let's watch that. That looks kind of cool. And then after that, dude, I was like, after the pizzeria scene to be awesome honest i was like dude this is fucking awesome like this is what the horror genre needs right now yeah in all honesty that's what i think dude like and like i said i hate to like keep pumping you up but (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time like the way i see it like throughout the horror genre right the the biggest the next biggest thing has always pushed the envelope Mm -hmm. that envelope was a lot smaller back in the day so they didn't need to show as much blood and, and and guts and and all that um, but I feel like with the evolution of the internet and people being exposed to anything and everything, pretty much, mm-hmm. I feel like naturally that that envelope got bigger. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. 
honestly, like, I feel like that void has been here for, I don't for a while. And, like, finally, the Terrifier broke out and was like, hey, we're going to cut this envelope all to hell, and here you go. And <laughs> and that was the next big thing. I mean, that's, to me, that's kind of, like, I think Scream is really underrated, in my mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, um, I really love Ghostface, the character, the everything mm-hmm. about it. Even, like, the, the movie within a movie about it. Like, I love yeah. all that. But I think what really brought scream out was that it was new. You know what I mean? It's not Hollywood. It's not Halloween 48. It's not nightmare on Elm street 32. Like it's something new. It's a new character with, with a a new dynamic and new demons and new dimensions. And, and so it really pops that out. And what made scream big for me was like the whole, the whole phone aspect. Yeah. Cause that's really when cell phones, I mean, they were still granted in like, you know, the big pouches in the car and, and shit like that at the time. But <laughs> like, I remember that shit, man. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. But it really brought that aspect like, oh, this is going to be, or this has been, and it's only going to get more like involved in your daily life. And here's a reason to be afraid of it, you know, kind of deal with me. Like he used that as, as a weapon. Yeah. And I really liked that aspect of it. And I think, I think that's what you guys did. I think you guys pushed that envelope again you weren't afraid to show all that the blood and the guts and the, and the really like just grimy stuff about the reality. Well, the imaginary reality about it, but like just the grittiness, like the no CGI thing. Well, that's what we wanted to do is like, is we wanted to get back to basics. Basically. This is like, you know, this, this movie is a huge homage in love letter to slashers, especially the, the uh, grindhouse slashers. Uh, the you know B movies and all that kind of stuff. It was intentional. Like you know, I know some people complain. Oh, there's very little plot. I'm like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like look at the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's no plot to that either. No, it's just a bunch of people out there come across this house of crazy people. Yeah, and try to survive. That's it. <laughs> so without. Without you know, the, the further the other films that really built upon that the mythos, but it was like that's mm-hmm. how so many of these franchises started off. It was just like there was very little plot in a lot of them, and they were just small low. They were like us; they were independent films, and and that's what we were going for. We, we this was a horror film by horror fans for horror fans, and so we didn't want to pull back on the gore or anything like that. We want to do the crazy over-the-top kills, especially with prosthetics instead of CG. I mean, there's a little little bit of CG in the film, but it's it's not meant to, uh, like, you know, really... It, we only used it because we couldn't do it otherwise. It was like when yeah. I had, like, the, the blood oozing out of my eyes at the end where I, after I had shot myself, that's yeah. when we did it. Or, like, or they had to do it to, uh, you know, do a few corrections where, like, um, where I'm wearing the, the, the Buffalo Bill costume. Because most people don't notice, but I'm also wearing her uh, Vajayjay. I didn't and notice I had, that. I didn't oh, notice yeah, that. A, a funny story behind it is, like, that, that morning, Damien calls me up and is like, Dave, do you have a cock sock you can bring? And I'm like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> That's a funny like, phone yeah, call. Just, yeah. And I'm like, I, yes, I just have a cock sock just lying around. He's like, <laughs> like, no, just something to cover up your stuff so, you know, we don't see it on screen. So I, he's like, just bring a sock with you. So I brought a bright white tube sock. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Should have brought a black one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that you could see this, like, on uh, originally you could see 
the tube sock underneath because he just saw this <laughs> bright whiteness down there. And so he had to use some CG just to erase that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, that's that's how I think CG should be used, you know, especially in horror films. It shouldn't, you know, I, I hate it when I see horror films where they do fake blood, where you have like the fake blood spurts and like the fake pools of blood because they don't want to you know, do uh, reuse different shirts over and over and over again. So they do the, the CG blood pool coming out. And yeah. it's like, eh, it just doesn't look the same. Exactly. So, and I think you guys made I, up for it a lot with the other stuff oh, that yeah. you didn't use CG for. Like, yeah. one of, honestly, like, it sounds kind of twisted, and forgive me, I guess, but mm-hmm. when she's upside down, and you, like, mm-hmm. you rip her panties off, and you, like, have that grin, and you're looking down, and then you pull the hacksaw out, and like you start going to work or whatever and you can see now was this a prosthetic or like when you were making the song motion was that a prosthetic yes okay because it was really good like you could see like the upper thigh and like the lower butt like jiggling as you cut it and shit like that that really said it like when i saw that part i was like wow these guys put a lot of hard work into this shit yeah they made a full body cast of her that's awesome yeah, it was, it's amazing. Damien went out of his way on it. And Damien did all of that himself, too. And he's done the same thing for part two. We actually originally had some guys that were supposed to help him make prosthetics, but they ended up not doing it the last minute. So Damien had of to make course. all the prosthetics himself. But I think Damien even improved on everything in part two. It's like, you, of course, you haven't seen it yet, but yeah. it's like it's the, the kills of this are crazier than the first film i think it's just like the the one that we filmed a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. oh my god (laughs) it took us about five days to film it because it's so prosthetic heavy there's so many elements in this scene and it's just by the end of it it's just it's vicious it is a mean vicious kill and i think people are gonna hate art by the end of this kill because it's just oh and damien even like when he was in the middle of editing it, he contacted me by text and he's like, Dave, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little lightheaded right now from editing. This thing. <laughs> and I like, dude, wow. and I, he's never told me that before. He's wow. like, dude, th- you created this. This is making you lightheaded. <laughs> oh my God. People are going to be freaking out then when they see this. And he, he was showing it to like family members, like a rough cut of it during yeah. like Christmas. And like his, his niece freaked out hearing it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, this, this movie is definitely not getting a light R rating. It's getting a hard R. You know, I think if we actually released it in film, in not films, but in theaters, we would have an NC-17 rating easily in the first, like, five yeah. minutes of the film. Nice. That's like a gold stamp of approval, in my opinion. I, I think so, too. <laughs> it's like, I, I even told him, like, it's, Hey, if we got an NC-17 rating, let's run with it. We could be like one of the most successful NC-17 movies out there. Dude, he's like wear that with a like a badge of honor. But like, yeah, okay, look, this is because I, I I kind of equated you know how Terrifier is versus all these other horror films right now. Like mm-hmm. Hollywood, a lot of the, the slashers out there in Hollywood right now are like pop music. Terrifier is like rock and roll or punk. Exactly, like the underground, like grungy, dirty thing. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that's such a it's cool. Like we're reference. heavy metal, you know. It's like we're that. We're the, we're the outliers. There. <laughs> we're, we're the ones not afraid to go places, and and we embrace it. We don't try to like pull back from it. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. Like I said, I think that's what makes great horror movies great. 
And like, yeah. I, I read somewhere too that this is a, the whole, the idea all along has been to make a trilogy. Is that accurate mm-hmm. or? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like, we already know where we want to, uh, how, at least how we want to start part two, three and in part three. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we, we have, we just have to figure out everything in between now. Yeah. And we've already started spitballing ideas for kill scenes in it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it, that's, that's part of the fun is like, I, I imagine this is how it is for like the designers of like Mortal Kombat coming up with the fatalities. It's just like how we're just coming up with crazy over the top kills and like, let's see how we can implement this. It's like, <laughs> it, we're always coming up with ideas and it's, and, and sometimes we we had ideas for like you know, like some ideas for part two that just weren't able to make it into the film mm-hmm. because we time constraints and stuff like that and budgetary issues. So it's like oh well we could save that for part three or something like that. We can implement that in a different way. And it's like yeah well yeah. <laughs> so with all the videos and people guessing and throwing all these theories out there, I'm not gonna ask I'm not gonna ask you to divulge too much. Mm-hmm. But that's a hard but, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So was the Kardashians. <laughs> you did, <laughs> my man. <laughs> Silicone gets hard after a while, man. <laughs> um, so with the second one, with the upcoming one, are you guys gonna kind of give a little shine a little light on Art's background? What makes Art tick? Is that gonna a be a little bit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There, there's gonna be a little bit. There's gonna be some clues here or there, but we're we're not just totally just going hey he's this and this 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 and this that's awesome that's what we, i want to offer hear. clues that's yeah, what i want to especially hear. there's a really clever clue in there that i was it's in a prop that may be seen for like a hot second or so in the film and i'm like oh that's and it, it, it's it actually delves into his backstory some and i'm like oh we'll, we'll just have to flesh that out more in part three but i'm, I'm hoping people catch it nice there you go, people. Yeah, there you that go. Kind of stuff. Look for the props. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. with you, because you sound like a down to earth kind of in comedy and theater and everything. So how do mm-hmm. you transition to art? Like, who is art to you? I look at him as being I, I, like my my two ways of looking at him is like he's an evil version of Mr. Bean. I love or Mr. Bean. Like the bastard child of Harpo Marx and Freddy Krueger. So yeah. what aspects of what aspects of Marx are in there? But I mean besides the the obvious. Oh yeah, it's more like the silent comedy. Yes. It's like it's like you know, he he has the horn, he has the hat just like Harpo in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's the part yeah. I lo- that's the thing I love about art too is he's so good at expressing himself and like yep. actually unlike other slashers, mm-hmm. but he still has that quiet kind of kind of pushes and pulls you at the same time i really love that aspect oh that's what i love about the makeup with him because you know he he looks creepy but you know like the makeup gives me a lot of expression i i can really express my 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 intent a lot because it 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 basically is like a second skin so Mm. i'm not hidden behind like you know a a plain like like a hockey mask or something like that where it doesn't you can't show expression on your face so it's it's nice being able to have that free range of expression so even though he doesn't talk you can just tell by his mannerisms and his facial expressions what his thought processes are and you know that's that's what i really enjoy about him it's like i can do that with them and i I bring that 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 clowning aspect into it it's kind of like how you know emmett kelly did that a lot with his uh his characters Mm -hmm. 
those. Definitely. And, and same with Harpo. It's just like yeah. that a lot of those silent clowns did that. Because, you know, especially back in the silent film days where you, you couldn't rely on, you know, dialogue. Yeah. You had to do it all with, you know, your your actions. And speaking of the bastard child of Freddy, I heard you guys were kind of up there with the with the makeup time. Because I know, I know Robert England yeah. sat in that chair for a long time getting that Freddy makeup on. And I've heard the same yeah. for you. Yeah, it's about three hours. Yeah. Give or take, yeah. And, and Damien does all that, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want other people to do it. He, is that is that I, like uh, an OCD? Times we had someone else doing it, and he was like, he he just couldn't handle it. He's like, I, I I he he's so particular about everything. He wants. He's like, he knows exactly how it needs to sit on my face and how it needs to look. And he's like, no, just let me do it. <laughs> so it's kind of like a. Like a, cause I was wondering, I was like, when you said that, I was like, is it like a OCD thing or like a control thing or it's, it's if, his baby, exactly. That's it's what, his creation. That's you what know, just brought like, me to that. Yeah. It's, it's his baby. Yeah. I mean, he's meticulous is, is the key. You want everything oh, on he's point. He's very meticulous. He is very meticulous on set where he'll, we'll, we'll do the same shot over and over and over and over and over again. Even if it's like just a, you know, a B roll type shot where it's just like, okay, let's just, you know, do a pan. Yeah. Because he wants every it's very Cooperkish at times where it's like he wants everything to look he ha, he knows exactly how he wants everything to look. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get that shot. Come hell or high <laughs> water, huh? Oh yeah, I, I've seen him just <laughs> like he'll like show my tool sitting on a table and he'll be over there meticulously just moving everything just a millimeter or so <laughs> until he gets the exact angle he wants each of those tools sitting. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> I can I can relate. But he knows what he knows mm-hmm. exactly how he wants it to look, and then when you see it on screen, you're like, I totally see why you did that now. Right? How does this easygoing David Howard Thornton turn into? the silent psycho demented possessed possibly art the clown how do you how do you get in that mind state lack of sleep because <laughs> <laughs> we'll have like you know god we'll have like 15 to sometimes 20 hour days on set and we have to do it the next day so and then we're in like these cold miserable conditions so i just channel that misery into the character at times because <laughs> like, i also get a little bit just delusional i'm like well i'm gonna just put this delusion into the character now too <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool we're up shit's creek but i'm gonna put on a happy face yeah exactly <laughs> exactly this is how it goes at times I'm like I would say like a majority of both films, like what you're seeing of me on screen, I'm pretty much just worn out while I'm filming. Because it's just <laughs> like I'm in that, that delusional state of mind because it's like, oh yeah, I've probably been on set by that point by, you know, over 10 hours. So I'm just kind of like, that's all. So do you have any, I guess what I'm asking is, do you have any like pre film, or pre-take rituals, like anything to get you in the zone? Like, how do you get in the no. art, the clown zone? I, I, I'm weird with that kind of stuff where it's like, I, it's, as soon as I'm in the makeup, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much understand the character by that point anyways. But as soon as I'm in the makeup, I usually sit in front of a mirror for about 30, uh, 30 minutes yeah. and just make faces and just seeing how everything reads. And that also helps me just, really fully get into the mindset of the character from I don't know how this works but it just works for me and after that I can just turn it on and turn it off I understand the character in my head I can just bring him in bring him out I might like if it's a more like and this I am with every character I play oh, wow. but if like it's a more emotional scene I might need to take just a few 
seconds just to psych myself up if I have to get angry or something like that. I was like, okay, let me just take a few seconds. But I'm like, I, I don't do the full Jared Leto. I'm going to be in character the whole entire time. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I, I will be on set and I'll be goofing around with my fellow actors until they're like, okay, rolling. And then I just go into the face. Wow. I put on my angry face. And I, I think sometimes it has kind of been a little bit disarming for my co-stars because one second I'm just David and the next second, oh God, it's art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would... I... I mean, it would be kind of, I think I'm the type of person that would have to walk around like art all day. Like, Hey, we need some, we need some lunch. And I'd be like, I'll go get it. Just dressed up still. Like, I'm going to go fuck with everybody. Like, I I don't know. That's really cool that you have the power to flip that switch like that though. Yeah. It's, that's just how I've always been. It's like, you know, different actors have their own methods and like, that's just my method. And I think my co-stars are kind of happy that that's my method. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think otherwise I'd be a miserable person to work with. On <laughs> Creepy fuck rock walking around all the damn time. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I know like there have been cases, like, I think like when Kane Hodder was doing, um, like, uh, hatchets and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. He, he would just not be around the other actors. Oh, just until, so he could like, stay in the zone. Yeah, and also it just made it, them more scared of him. Oh, yeah, okay. So they weren't, yeah. I got you, I got you. Yeah, it's like, it's whatever the actors. They're like, no, if there's like an actor I work with that needs that from me, then I'll give that to him. I was like, okay, fine, okay. We'll, we'll talk after we're done filming that. We'll have fun. But while we're on set, if you need that from me so you can get in that mindset, sure, whatever you need. Yeah. So how are you... You get you said that you you guys didn't expect this to happen like this. So yeah. how are you dealing with your quote unquote newfound fame or or whatever? I mean, you're getting people's you know you're getting tattooed on people's butt cheeks and <laughs> and titties and yeah. shit like that's got to be crazy, dude. Yeah, it's it's still sinking in. I'm like <laughs> I, I still live with two roommates in the crappy little New York apartment, so I'm just like yeah, it's. It is what it is. I'm looking for the day where I can finally just move out on my own, get yeah. my own place, probably move out to California and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm still me. It's, well, that's that's good though. I mean, that's yeah. good to be grounded and, and stay stay grounded like that. Yeah. It's it's it, it, plus you know like people don't usually know what I look like outside of makeup anyway. There so you it's go. Like uh, I had that little bit of anonymity. I, I had a um uh, I would say like a humbling moment too a few months ago in October. They have a spirit Halloween store a few blocks down the street from me, and I decided to go in it one day. And I'm like, oh, let's see if they have any of our like trick or treat studio costumes in here. Yeah. Anything else regarding us. So I went in, didn't see anything. So I just asked the guy working there. I was like, do you guys have any Terrifier costumes or anything like that? And the guy's like, what's Terrifier? Oh, what the fuck? I, I, yeah, he's like, I, people keep asking me that. And I don't know what this Terrifier <laughs> Why is. Why the I'm fuck like, are you working here, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and I explained to him, like, oh, yeah, I'm the actor from it. He's like, oh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. So go, go work. Like, yeah, that go, brought me down to earth. So. Right. Go apply at the Hallmark store, sir. Your your yeah. services are no longer required. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> That's like someone that like is like lactose intolerant, working at like a cheese factory or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like, I what got, are you doing? 
I got a, I got the Tots mask, and I really like it. I thought they did a really good job. I don't know how much effort oh, you guys yeah. had, especially or... for a budget price mask, dude. For sure, it's a, it's a really, yeah. I don't know. Did you guys have any input on the mask or anything like that? Like, how did they get yeah, the mold yeah, yeah. and the sculpt and shit? Um, I, I don't know per se. I think they just kind of looked at photos, but they also asked for like just photos of my actual face too. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I have no idea. I have no idea how they did it, but I was like, yeah, it works for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to them finally releasing our, our, our action figure. I guess that's going to come out sometime later this year. I thought it was supposed to come out last year, but, you know, I guess COVID kind of yeah, put a I've, damper on something. Yeah, I saw that on their on their page, and I was like, shit, dude, that thing looks fucking awesome. And I'm not yeah. really I was, I'm not really that type, but I've, I've become that type slowly. And I was mm-hmm. looking at it, I was like, yep, putting money away for that right now. <laughs> like, I'm excited, dude. Like I said, like to me, you guys are like, and not to, cause you can't compare them. You really can't. They're so different, but like, cause my generation, like I was born in 85, I'll be 36 mm-hmm. in March. So like, obviously the originals and stuff played a part in the younger one or the, uh, the earlier ones, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Friday, uh, nightmare on M street three is my favorite, right? Yeah. Mine too. I love that one. Nice, with, like, the needles for fingers and shit like yeah. that, for the heroin junkie and all that. Oh, my God. Like, that was the, fucking the puppet, epic. The, the, the marionette puppet yeah. with the, the nerves, and, oh, my God, that was so good. Exactly. But, like, for my generation, like, when I got to, like, because I think I was in, like, seventh grade, maybe, um, is uh-huh. when the first Scream came out. And for yeah. me, that was like, holy shit, this is the slasher of my generation. You know, there's something I can, you know, relate a little more to and shit like that. Because I could, mm-hmm. I was old enough to understand everything a little more, I guess. And I think that's what you guys are for this new generation. Like, you're that I new so. fucking just, I would hate to do it to him. But you guys may be looking at like a fucking eight picture deal coming up pretty soon. If this second one knocks it out of the park <laughs> like the first one, dude. I would be happy with that. I love the character so much. He's so much fun to play. So if we can keep on coming up with fun stories to tell about him, mm-hmm. sure. It's like, but that's the thing. It's like we don't want to get you know hammy with it. Exactly. We don't want to. Exactly. We want to. We don't want to totally jump the shark like a lot of other franchises did after mm-hmm. a while. We mm-hmm. want to keep it grounded and true to the character and true to the feel, the feel of the originals of why people liked him so much. But you know, find ways to evolve it further as well. But. Jason yeah, that, goes to space. Yeah. <laughs> but those, those are the things that, you know, we'll have to address further down the line. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, because it just seemed like all of a sudden, because, like, I remember watching it when it first hit Netflix, and nobody mm-hmm. had really heard about it yet. So I'm telling all my friends, like, hey, if you haven't seen this, you need to check this shit out. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like a couple months later, just boom, it was everywhere. Yeah. We were, like, one of the top, like, uh, rated horror films on netflix the whole entire time we were on there for those two years i was like that's some considering all the other horror films that were on there from the, especially from the big studios mm-hmm. that, that was pretty impressive i was like wow we were like the little little engine that could right david versus goliath and all that yeah i like, love well, that but that's the thing it's like when you when you make a film you know when you have people make a film that are, you know, true fans of the genre themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you'll get the better prod product. And that's, that's what we were, I think. Oh, it's easily. Like we, we, it's a, like I said earlier, it's just a horror film made by horror fans for horror fans. I think that passion really comes through the screen too. I think that yeah. makes a huge difference as opposed to like the big name productions that come out, you know, like they're, they're yeah. entertaining and, and, and you're, you're familiar with the story and the characters, 
But at the end of the day, it just doesn't have that. It doesn't have that passion anymore to it. You can't. You don't feel that same holy shit. Yeah, and I think and that, it's harder to shock people now too. Exactly. So much has been done. Mm-hmm. And like that's what I was it, saying. I think the envelope got so big, and finally somebody yeah. came along, i.e., you guys, and you're just like, "Fuck this envelope. We'll cut it up and piss on it and light it on fire." <laughs> yep. And I, dude, I respect that. That's awesome. You got to have a lot of balls to come out like out of nowhere with with the Terrifier movie, in my opinion. Yep. Well, we definitely got those balls. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it in part two. I tell you, it's like, oh boy, because that, that, that's what we decided to like. You know, like let's just swing for the fences on these kill scenes. As like, there is some gratuitous violence in this next one. Nice. It's just it's mean and vicious and vile and just disgusting. Nice. But in I a fun wait. way. We we still make it fun. All those kills are fun, but horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what keeps him likable too. For for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I mean, like people actually like like Art the Clown as a character. Like yeah. I don't. It, I look at him and I'm just like, holy. Fuck, dude, if I saw that dude in an alley after I left the bar or something, holy shit, I'd piss my pants. Yeah, oh yeah. It's But th- I think that's what makes a good horror villain, where it's like, you like him, but you're also afraid of them at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So what, Um. fuck, I had a blink. I have that happen all the time. Get, <laughs> just wait till you get to your 40s. <laughs> shit, dude. I, <laughs> I got four more years, man. I got four more years. <laughs> Enjoy him. <laughs> Enjoy him. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. You said she, um, so you were in an unheated building in that scene where she was upside down and naked. Yes. Wow. It was, um, it's. Uh, and was that in the winter time? Uh, uh, yeah, it was in January. In Trent, yeah, in Trenton, here in New York City, it's uh, on Staten Island. It's called Seaview Mental Hospital. It's in a abandoned part of the uh, of the complex. Yeah. It's a building that was badly damaged by the the hurricane that came through in 2012. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was like, it was it was crazy. It was like an old part of this, that, that whole building was just spooky. It was a spooky building because we're, like the tunnels we're filming in down there were like the, the, the tunnels they used to bring the TB patients after they died. Oh, wow. Through them. Yeah, those are those little TB tunnels that you, you'd see in a lot of those kind of facilities so they didn't have to wheel the, the infected patients through everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Kind of hide the bodies from everybody. And like, and that, that room we were filming in was the furnace room. Oh, were they, were, were they cremated? Burned the body. Yeah. Oh, wow. That just added a cool, yeah. more creepier vibe yeah. to that scene for me. Well, that that same scene, it, oh, that same room was also used. It was just, you don't notice it, but it's uh, from a different perspective. It's the same room that where I'm strangling uh, Victoria with the, um, the, the plastic wrap. That, oh, like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, to okay. the right of us are those furnaces. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Holy yeah, it's shit. A, it's a creepy room. It's a disgusting room, too. It's just like so, so much like stuff yeah. was floating around there. I'm like, who am I breathing in right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, oh, God. did you guys get that done in one take then with her being upside down? Or No, that took a few hours. What? We, we would only let her hang upside down for about 30 seconds at a time because it's so dangerous. So, we only had like 30 seconds to film. Well, yeah, the blood and rushing then we'd swing her back up, let her rest. Yeah, it was dangerous. 
very dangerous. But you know, she did it. She did it without any real complaints. I mean, she she had blood going in her eyes occasionally or up in her nose. So it makes, <laughs> when you're upside down, it makes it hard to breathe. And yeah, for sure. she just go got up. Oh, sorry, got some in my eyes. We're like, okay, let her rest and get this out of her eyes. Got stuff stings. Yeah, I bet. Nice, super yeah. chill and laid back about it too. I got blood in my eyes, yeah. guys. Can we can we start again? <laughs> yeah. That's... She'd just be like, ow, ow. And, but you know, like, you know, considering the, like, the position she's in, very compromising position, oh, for sure. naked in front of a bunch of guys. <laughs> Make and it like, as comfortable that's... as possible. Yeah. And it's like, and, and that's the thing. It's like, we, we were all extremely professional that night. That was like the one night there was no joking around on set because we knew how dangerous it was and we knew what a, you know, a vulnerable state that she had to be in for that. So we were like, okay, let's just make this as comfortable as possible for her. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of balls on her part too, to be able to do yeah. that. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. That, that's the thing. We had other people that, you know, wanted to do the film, but they just didn't want to do that scene because they knew what they're going to have to do. But Catherine was like, she looked at it from the right perspective. She's like, this is going to be, historic this is going to be the one that this is going to be the scene that everybody's going to talk about this is going to be the scene that makes the film mm -hmm. is that what you thought she when you first read the script yeah she's like i'm totally on board with this this is nice. awesome it's a great idea nice and you could only film yeah. for 30 seconds is that what you how you guys did it you said yeah 30 seconds at a time so power of really good editing <laughs> i'd say so power of yeah. her too to hold on like I don't know. That would oh, yeah. that'd mess up my equilibrium or something, I think. It did, actually. Back she had forth. some uh, inner ear problems for a few days afterwards. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, hats she, off to her, man. Yeah. It was like, it's like she's the MVP of that film, I think, because she went, she gave it her all for that scene. It's like, it, that's that's what I've been amazed with, like, with my my co-stars in these films. It's yeah. like, I, I can be a little whiny bitch at myself at times where I'm just like, I, I get a little bit uncomfortable when I get a little blood in my eyes. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> And, like, especially these women I'm working with, they're in both films. They're doing insane things. They're covered in blood. and They're, you know, basically states of undress. Mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, Lauren Lavera, who's our female lead in this next one. Like, the costume she's wearing for most of the film is next to nothing. Yeah. And it's not a comfortable costume to wear. She was chafing all over because of that thing. Uh, I bet. And it was constantly falling apart. And, you know, then she's having to be covered in blood and all this. And, like, the places we we're filming were not comfortable with yeah. temperature. And and she's exhausted because we've been filming, you know, several hours a day for several days straight. And she's like, yeah, she's not complaining at all. Is that the character I, you're fighting? I would fighting? complain for her. I, would, <laughs> I was like, she's cold. <laughs> Someone warm her up. And she's like, you want to sit in front of the seat? I'm like, no, you sit in front of that heater. <laughs> it's like, stop looking out for me. You look out for yourself. And like, I have more layers on than you do. And I know I'm miserable. And I know you are very miserable. And it's like, she kicks ass. And I was like, that's what it is like, you know, uh, like when they talk about girls being weak, I'm like, no, no, these girls are freaking amazing. They're so strong. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. the stuff they have to go through for this. Well, they say women have a higher pain tolerance than men because of the whole yeah. childbirth shit and all that. 
that and like every month having that monthly visitor every month yeah, yeah. I, could, I couldn't deal with that i'd be a little bitch curled up yeah. i don't give a shit who knows it uh, <laughs> I, I i i i start bitching when i'm on my knees for too long because my knees start to hurt <laughs> i'm like ow 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 i'm getting a like crap and i'm like god i sound like such a whiny bitch compared to these girls so is that the character that you're like going at it with in the uh, in the trailer like slamming heads against yeah. mirrors and shit that's the character oh yeah nice oh yeah that that's oh boy that's I, I will say like the last 15 minutes of this film once it starts going it just keeps going oh wow yeah, it's just balls to the wall just craziness nice you know what my yeah. favorite art move is though I, i've been wanting to say this to you so i'm just gonna kind of break in here and say this right now mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. when you're in the pizzeria scene and she's acting like, you know, a normal, like, intoxicated kind of girl nowadays, how they just have no kind of anything. And she comes yep. over and she's like, I'm going to take a selfie with you and, like, boops you on the nose. And yep. then, like, right before you pull out the hatchet when she's upside down and you give her that little, like, boop. And then the and then the <laughs> selfie afterwards, dude. That shit. Yeah. That's what sold art to me. I'm going to be honest. That little okay. exchange, that back and forth was fucking awesome. Like oh, the, I, I attribute like Damien wrote the the selfie stuff in, so mm-hmm. that yeah, that's all him. But like I attribute the boop to her because that's just something she just did in the moment. And I'm like, when she did it, I'm like, keep doing that because I just came up with an idea to come full circle with that. Nice. So that and, it was like a real real deal kind of behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Because that's why art does that it, kind right? Of stuff. I love those kind of little happy accidents where uh, and uh, someone will just do something, and I'm like. That was brilliant. Okay, we can use that later on. Especially with comedy, you know, comedy is supposed to come full circle with things. And I thought that was an excellent moment. I was like, this is, thank you, Catherine. Yeah, that's what, maybe that's what really sold it then is like it was a real kind of improv thing. But at the same time, like, so. I always like look at it just like, you know, you don't mess with his hat. Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's like, like, you mess with his hat, he's like, okay. <laughs> so we're doing it's this, on huh? Now. So we're gonna dance now. It's like it is on like Donkey Kong. It's like it, it, we, we've kept that idea for part two as well. So you'll so know it when you see it. I've read somewhere that there is a now. I don't. I'm not asking you to divulge too much. I don't want to get anybody in trouble or me beat up or anything like that. That there is a big scene in the new one where a lot of people die. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. So at the same time, kind of deal. Like I'm not gonna ask too mm-hmm. much. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Okay." Um, now back to questions you can answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so wow, I didn't know Damien did the uh, did the special effects too. That's really cool. No, yeah. no wonder. I mean, shit. Come on, guys. No wonder it's taken this long to edit. Like, let the man be. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. He's a one-man army, but he's just one man. I'm saying, but he's still an army. You just got to let him be that one man. <laughs> yeah. yeah he I've... loves editing. That's his favorite thing to do, he says, because for him, it's like putting a puzzle together. No, that, that's that's a good way to put that. I've just yeah. seen in, in a lot of the horror groups and, and different things I'm on on social media, like, when is when is Terrifier 2 coming out? What's taking so long with art? What, like, almost every day I'm seeing these posts, and I'm just like, geez, guys. Like, <laughs> Well, you do realize we, we've been having a pandemic right 
It's like we were almost finished filming in March when we had to go into lockdown. Ugh. And it was like that was it was so annoying. Yeah, so what like, a kick you know, in the dick. But, yeah, but you know, at the same time, I. I think it was beneficial to us in some ways because Damon was able to really flesh out some of the kill scenes that we had not yet filmed yet. He's like, well, I'm going to take this extra time now to add more to them. Ooh. It's like, like this, the scene we just filmed, we actually started filming the beginning parts of it in February. Yeah. And we were just going to do the, the last bits of it later on. Mm-hmm. With the prosthetics he was going to build. Yeah. We, we scrapped everything that we had originally filmed because he just added more to it. And I'm so glad we did because he just added so much more to the scene. It, it was I, how what we originally intended it to go was fun. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but I think he just bumped it up to the next level with just like just the craziness. It's just like, oh, my God. And he did that also with the first scene in the film, too, is just like it, how it was originally written. And then he just had more time to build the prosthetics and flesh it out more. Yeah. And I think it's it's actually helped us in some way. Yeah, I think that's, that's like, kind of yeah. – I would take that as kind of like a blessing, to be honest. Like yeah. to be able to have that time and opportunity yeah. to be like, okay, well, now that what if, coulda, shoulda, woulda kind of deal – like, let's mm-hmm. take the time to maybe let's do these and, and see if it fits. And, you know, you there's no regret there afterwards. There's no like yeah. there's no punch in the steering wheel being like, oh, if I only said that to that fucking jerk, I would take oh, yeah. that as a and blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird way grateful for it because it really because we weren't so rushed because I was like, because even then I was like, how are we going to get all this stuff done in time? How is it going to be able to build all this stuff? I know because I, I knew these are all so, you know, prosthetic heavy. I'm like, man, he's got to have time to build all this yeah and like well now he did have that time and and i i think it's been for the benefit of the film especially with with that that first scene is just like because that's how we he approached this is like you know people always remember the beginning of a film and the ending of a film Mm -hmm. if you if you have an awesome ending and an awesome beginning people will forgive the things that happen in, in between. And so that's how we approach this film. It's like, let's start it off with a bang and end it with a bang. He does a really good job on his prosthetics. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, you haven't seen anything yet because he's, he's up to skills on these prosthetics. Oh, like, shit. Two of the prosthetics he made, uh, these full-body casts of the uh, actors that we're using for this, look just like them. Nice. And he even put mechanics in so they're breathing. Oh, shit. So it's like... <laughs> It, it's it's very unnerving at times. Holy like, oh my fuck. god, I thought that was such and such and so and so, and I'm like, yeah. no, this is just the wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome. It's just oh photorealistic. I'm like, this is amazing. Nice. I cannot wait for this movie. I yeah, cannot especially wait. one that, like this this prosthetic he built for the this big huge kill scene. It is it is something else. Like when I walked in the room and saw this thing, I was like. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So are you guys aiming for a 2021 release? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Awesome. Definitely. We want to get it out this year. We're so ready for everybody to see this thing. <laughs> We're so excited. You're going to have a pop figure soon, ain't you? A little yeah, Funko I pop. So. I would love that. I've been wanting one of those for so long. <laughs> and I think this film is going to lend itself to so many variations. Oh, ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. They're, they're different costumes. You know, some people actually picked up on one of the costumes in the trailer. And I'm like, wow, good eye. I'm going to have to look at the trailer again. <laughs> Shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's actually what my favorite costume in the uh, that I wore and I was like <laughs> I had so much fun wearing this thing and I was like, Oh, this is too funny. This is too funny. I had way too much fun on set that night I was wearing that. 
So how did you hear about the art, the clown role? How did you hear about this role? I just saw an, an advertisement, oh, not advertising, but a notice, uh, casting notice online for it. Not, That's how. And I sent my, I told my agents, please submit me for this because I think I'm perfect for this. Yeah. And is there, is there like descriptions in that? Like, did you know, was there any kind of, oh, okay. So I had had seen All Hallows Eve, so I already knew who the character was. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But then they were looking for a tall, skinny guy that had clowning or physical comedy experience. Or they said the quote unquote role of a lifetime. Bing. And I'm like, that's a, this is it. And I'd always been wanting to get into film. Yeah, right. And I and I looked at this. I mean, I didn't know I, at the time. I did not know where this was going to actually go. Right. I just looked at this as like, this would be a great, if I got this role, this would be a great way to get my foot in the door in the film industry. I could have this on my resume. This would be great for a demo reel. I didn't think <laughs> it was going to explode like this. Little did you know you were about to roll out the red carpet. Yeah, did not expect <laughs> any of that. So I was like, holy crap, well, this worked out well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so real quick, maybe you can help me out with this. Um, every time I've watched it, I've tried to absorb so much of the character to try to figure it out. What's with mm-hmm. the homeless lady and the baby doll? We might explore that more in future films. So Shit. I don't want to say anything because I love that character. So do I, but I just can't figure yeah. out her place is what bothers the yeah. shit out of me. We came up with something interesting for her. Okay. I think. It's okay. something Damien and I collaborated with because I, I was very adamant about it because i love this character i was like there's so much more potential with this character that we could examine mm-hmm. like i don't want that just to be it because i'm like i think that's i, I you know it's just because act the actress that played her puya she brought so much to that character because it could have been your stereotypical just crazy cat lady type mm-hmm. character crazy homeless woman it's like but she brought a real sense of humanity to that character, the mother's touch part to and I was like, wow, it was like when, because I was expecting your typical just crazy lady character. And and when I like, when I was doing that scene with Puya, I was like, holy, I mean, she almost brought me to tears in that scene. With the mother's touch? Yeah. I yeah. was like, she was like, because she's, she was just crying right there on set. I'm like, and I had like, okay, Dave, don't, 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 <laughs> don't you're, cry. You're Art the don't Clown, cry. you're Art the Clown, you're Art the Clown. You're Art, you're Art, you're going to kill her, you're suckering her in, you want to kill her. And I had to do that because I was like, I was engrossed with her performance. I was like, I want to see more with this character somehow. That's what she was with me too. She stood out so much and she did such a great job, but it was just like, mm-hmm. it was like, he, like here in a second gone in a flash kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. where does she fit in and what's going on? Because there, there was something that always stood out to me is how, like how she, it seemed like she knew who art the clown was. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Like she, she nailed him. Like she's like, he's this, he, he does this because he thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. And she nailed his character right there. He does all the, he, 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 he does this because he thinks it's funny. And that to me spoke in my, in my head. I was like, they've got to have a past. Mm-hmm. These two have got to have some kind of past. Nice. So I would, that's something I want to see us explore more. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for as much as you can tell me. Yeah. It kind of answered Man, my I, question. I hope I, we do actually do explore that more. I, mean, I can't guarantee it, but I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's something I personally want to explore more because I think there's something really cool that we could do there with that character. There was great chemistry between the two. Between you and her, yeah. I thought it was that one scene was just like, 
wow, you know, like oh, you didn't so know good. exactly. You didn't know what to do with art after that. You're like, do I hate him? Do I like him? Do I feel yeah. sorry for him? Does he need? It a- makes it confuses people because <laughs> exactly. I, I get that. Exactly. You know, people are like, what? Well, well, did she actually reach art, or was he messing around with her? And I mean, my answer to that is like, oh yeah, he was messing around with her. He, I think art's one of those characters where he understands everybody's vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and he knows how to play with those vulnerabilities. Yeah. He does seem like a very calculated psycho in my mm-hmm. opinion, which is awesome. Yeah. It adds that whole kind of like Hannibal Lecter kind of degree mm-hmm. to it with the, the clever intelligence kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, he, he understood that about her. So yeah, that's the easiest way to bring her in is to, you know, steal her baby her doll. Side. Yeah. It's like through that. <laughs> That's, you can draw her in that way. Yeah. I'm going to steal her pretend baby and see how she likes it. Yep. It's messed up, man. I like your style. Baby <laughs> Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's awesome. Everybody's super excited to see it. But I've heard you've been working on some new things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Back uh, last fall, I just for, uh, it was just a small cameo role I did for this uh, film called The Dark Offerings. Okay. That was filmed exclusively over uh, Zoom during this pandemic, which is really cool. Really, so I'm in the very beginning of the movie, so it's it's fun. They they just wrote this part for me. They're like, Dave, you want to be part of this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Gives me something to do. Right. <laughs> so I did that. Yeah. Um. I unfortunately, I I I had been telling people I was going to be filming this. It's, it's a movie called Times Up. They're in the middle middle of filming it right now, but unfortunately, that didn't work out because of SAG regulations and stuff like that with COVID. They weren't able to have me be a part of the film, and I was like, ah, dang oh, it! Wow. But uh, it's I I've read the whole script for this movie called Times Up, and it's Damon Maffei and L.C. Holt and Felissa Rhodes involved with it, and. It's a, it's going to be a fun film, so I can't wait for that to come out. Even though I'm not part of it anymore, I still consider myself part of the team in that yeah. way. But I'm, I, I can't wait for people to see that. And um, I, next week, we've already started filming this, but next week it's with uh, the Fuzz and Lens guys, actually. Nice. They are starting up what we're hoping is going to be um, a horror franchise oh. called Stream. Okay. And I play one of the bad guys in it. It's got a pretty awesome cast in it too uh some of it has been divulged you can see it on imdb so i can divulge that like jeffrey combs is the the main bad guy in it uh-huh. which is freaking awesome reanimator himself so i'm just like that yeah that is awesome like, I, I i hope i get to watch him work some on set i'm just like ooh, he's so good he's <laughs> such a good character actor so i'm like I, I can't say who they are yet, but yeah. I'm very excited doing this. And it's going to be fun. Stream. It's going to be a fun role. Can you, can you give us any kind of plot layout or anything? General? No, I can't yet. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. But you, you, you can garner a little bit just by the name of it, Stream. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. Nice. It's nice a fun concept, horror. though. And it's just like it, the, the, the ideas that they have for making this like a trilogy are really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's the intent. They, they, they do have a trilogy in mind for this. So it's like. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Cool. I love I yeah. love the new additions that are that have been coming to the horror genre lately. It's not just the same old characters, you know, movie after movie, which is which is cool. I mean, to see the yeah. different twists and different things like that. But it's 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 so much better to just get new, just fresh characters that that people can relate to in in the different time periods and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now, I've, I'm sure you've heard, the, I'm sure you've been talked to a lot about this in other interviews and shit like that, but the gun. Yeah. 
I you guys caught a lot of flack for that shit, man, and I don't see why, <laughs> to be honest. Like a lot of people, like even some people I know were like, dude, fuck that, man. He's not supposed to have a gun. I was like, who says? Yeah, they've used guns in other films, like Maniac and Scream, and it's just like, it's just, and he doesn't use the gun like a normal person. He uses the gun as a slasher would use a gun. Mm-hmm. Like he a last resort. He uses not just to kill her, he uses it to disfigure her. That's a good look on that. I was just thinking yeah. maybe he uses it as just like a last resort kind of deal. But I didn't, too, yeah. I didn't think about that. just the main, he, he only maimed her. He, it's not like he just blew her head off or anything yeah. like that. But he also looks like when he's doing it, he's kind of not happy that he's having to resort to a gun. Because all the other kills, he's smiling and laughing and having fun. That one, he's dead serious. Yeah. Ooh. See, he's kind of pissed. That's true. He's like, you made me resort to this. That's You're taking true. all the fun out of this. But at the same time, I don't know why you guys caught so much flack about it. Like, guns are so much part of the average daily life in one way or another oh, yeah. nowadays. Like, it's 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 only going to happen, and I think it makes it more relatable to the times. Well, also, you know, uh, horror is always supposed to be a reflection of society itself. You exactly. Know, putting the mirror to society, and guns, that's a big part of our culture right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very real fear a lot of people have right now. And I agree with that. Especially totally. with all the school shootings and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or what <laughs> happened at the Capitol last week. Yeah. It's like, what happens everywhere every fucking day anymore, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a very real fear. So like, yeah, it's, it's, this is, you know, some, yeah, sure. So people didn't like the, the villain didn't use a gun and pass slasher films, but this is the new you know, that's the thing is like, um, you got to keep innovating. Exactly. You got to keep doing new things. Exactly. Except, and except Narc, for going to Narc's space. not afraid of using a gun. He, he will use whatever means he has accessible to him. He, I, I kind of look at him as a MacGyver when it comes to like weaponry. It's like he, whatever's around him, he'll use that as a weapon. Well, yeah, just look at he'll his make, trash bag. He, he makes his own weapons too. It's <laughs> so like, that's what I like about him too. It's like he, he makes his own weapons. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. I mean, I've paused it a few times to try and look. There's a couple times in the movie you get a good view of his bag and what he's got. And there's been a couple times that I've zoomed, like paused it and tried to zoom in and stuff. And it looks looks like some handmade stuff in there, but I can't really tell what it is. Well, my favorite one is his flail because people don't realize like all those ropes on that. Mm -hmm. That's not rope. That's human hair. What? That's the hair from his victims. He made the ropes out of. Nice. Yeah. MacGyver indeed, sir. MacGyver yeah. indeed. Holy shit, I didn't so he, like harvest the hair from his victims, these females, and makes the flail out of them. I'm going to have to go back and check that part out again, see yeah. if I can see that. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a fun little detail. We don't really push it. But, you know, it's like We don't just file like, hey, this is human hair, but it's like that's what that's supposed to be. Yeah. So with you guys having such a low, uh, low budget the first time, and I'm not sure what it was this time. I don't kind of, I don't keep those kind of tabs on things. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause if it's not my business, it's not my business, especially when it comes to money and shit. But are you guys having an easier time this time around, uh, as far as distribution and shit or. I don't know yet because, uh, uh, Damien hasn't really started doing distribution yet because he wants to first of all get a rough, like a, a first edit done. Oh yeah, for sure. And then start shopping around. So I, w- I would hope that we have an easier time with distribution. Yeah. Because, you know, this, now people know about this. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're already on these, like, you know, top five lists of, like, horror films coming out this year. So I, 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 I think people would be 
stupid right now to pass on us. Exactly. That's why I asked. I mean, I, I remember seeing uh, something about you guys are still editing and all that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And But I figured people would be banging at your guys' door, like jumping over each other, kicking each other, like Black Friday Christmas too, shopping. When we were first looking for uh, funding. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that we had not been approached by a bunch of you know studios like, hey, we want to take you guys on. So I'm like, well, maybe they'll do that after part two comes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we did have like a studio that wanted to give us some funding. I'm not going to name their name, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, but one, they didn't give us the month. They didn't want to give us the money that we even the bare minimum that we wanted. We wanted at least a million and they wouldn't even give us that. Oh, wow. And that's yeah. nothing to and them. Like, and most, oh, that is, uh, yeah, it's like most, uh, I even did the research and all this because I, I wanted Damien to know this. So, yeah. you know, like we got to like look at ourselves seriously that way. It's oh, like, for yeah, sure. We gotta, and then like you got to, you know, it's not being cocky, but it's like we got to value who we are now. And like, yeah, most horror films, even low budget ones, are made for at least one to five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And like, so that was kind of a slap in the face. It's like, really? And their excuse was like, "Well, you guys made the first one for fifty thousand, so I mean, <laughs> why do you need so much?" Motherfucker. I was like, so we can pay the crew, and <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, give us the budget, we'll give you an amazing movie, right? And we'll, I, just because we made a movie for fifty thousand dollars doesn't mean that you know we want to do that again it just means that we know how to make a lot with what we're giving that's how that was my first thought when you were talking when you said that that they wouldn't even give you a meal i was like if i was one of those fucks those suit and tie fucks i would be like if they did this for with fifty thousand, imagine what they could do with a fucking million imagine and we don't even have a million dollar budget for this one we're we're making this for about five hundred thousand, i think Wow. But we're pulling off amazing things because it's all because we have a very talented crew. Passion. And cast. Mm-hmm. It's passion. It's like everybody working on this has put their heart and soul into this, and we're damn proud of it. So, yeah. As you so, should be. And another thing, they wanted these, this company wanted to have uh, most of the creative control over it. And Damon was like, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, you can, nah, go, you can this go fuck is, this yourself. This is his baby. <laughs> it's like, give us the money, we'll give you a great product, but you're you're just trusting us. Yeah, no, there's I then man, I don't know Damien, but you and he probably doesn't give a shit, but you tell him hats off to him from me, man. That yeah. to hold oh, yeah. on to hold on to the art artistic creativity part of it and go tell the man to go fuck themselves that's awesome that's so much respect so much kudos because like we could have had a a a larger budget than we actually have Mm -hmm. but i he didn't want to sacrifice the integrity of the film and i don't blame him no not at all you can go fuck yourself we we talked about that it's like we're like shit i'm like no i don't think we should i think we should tell them to go you know basically uh fornicate thyself <laughs> <laughs> it's like no it's like and, and we we talked to other people in the horror community you know mm-hmm. like uh you know like heather langenkamp you know from nightmare on elm street and stuff like that and we told her yeah. about that and she's like good for you she's like she said nice. That Wes Craven, he said that that was one of his biggest regrets that he gave away so much of the creative control of Freddy. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Like he he, he kind of regretted that. So I'm like, I'm glad that Damien's sticking to his guns. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like, I mean, if they if they want art, then they gotta you know, work with what he wants because they what he's done works. 
It, and it's been proven to work. So just trust the guy. Exactly. It obviously trust works. Trust the guy. Trust his vision and you'll get a good product. Exactly. It obviously works. I mean, to be honest, like you guys were like a, you know, a small production, small budget B-roll movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like within months time, you guys are everywhere. Yeah. It's like Damien has his pulse on what horror fans want because he is a horror fan himself. And that's the thing. It's like these studios, they just look at it from a monetary position. They're just like, what's going to make us money? They're, they're not looking into it like, oh, let's actually just give the fans what they really want. Like, what can we do to just make money? Yeah. And that's the difference. Like, we're, well, I mean, we want to make money doing this too, but well, yeah. we also just want to do a damn good film. Mm-hmm. We want to give the fans what they want. Yeah. I think with your guys. owe a lot to the fans. Oh, for sure. Um, wasn't the. Part two, isn't it kind of fan financed as well? Primarily, yeah. Yeah, oh. we did the Indiegogo campaign where we raised over $200,000. Wow. And our initial goal was just 50000 We didn't even think we were going to make that. and <laughs> We made our initial goal in less than three hours. Congrat- wow. Congratulations to the fans. Yeah. That's, That's the fans. That's the fans. And, and we probably, if we had kept the campaign going, we could have made a lot more because there were so many fans that have come out since then. We're like, oh my God, I wish I could have con- contributed. Yeah. I just had the money at the time. I'm like, ah, well, part three, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know. So yeah, I might, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of poor, but I'll throw in a dollar or two. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I always was like. I, that's how I look at it. I was like, if you can only give five dollars, that's still five dollars more than we had. Yeah, I'm like, that's every little bit helps, and it's all going to be used in the right way. We're not using this to go and have steak dinners and crap like that. We're not. <laughs> We're not renting Lamborghinis. Things that we don't really need. Everything has been used to the full extent of right. the budget. It really seems that way. It is a, it's it's a, a, nothing but a hats off and a kudos to what you guys did with the first one with what you guys had to work with and the detail you guys went into with it. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better, a better movie based on what you guys presented. So nothing but hats off. And you could say you're not being cocky and all that shit, man, but man, embrace art for what he is. All right. He is, (laughs) he is the new guy in town. That's the new sheriff in town. (laughs) Since it's, since it was made by horror fans for horror fans, Mm -hmm. what are your favorite horror movies? You probably get five. I'll, I'll give you my top five in no particular order because I think they're all great in their own way and they're different from each other. Are the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Nice. Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omen. The original. Exorcist, yeah, the original Omen. Okay. Exorcist and Halloween. Yep. Nice. You said that, that was definitely sounded prepared. I feel like you've been asked that quite a few times. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, did, I don't have an absolute favorite, so I am. But there's so many other good ones too. I mean, you know, like especially like franchises. I mean, I love the Saw movies. Yeah. I love the Scream movies. I love the Chucky movies. Mm-hmm. And that's just like so then there's like independent ones out there I've seen that I love, like you know, Final Girls. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a brilliant movie. I, I love the Mortuary Collection recently. That was a was so well done. I love anthology movies. I haven't, so like, I haven't you know, seen like trick or treat. Love it. Oh yeah, definitely trick or treat, man. I got Sam all yeah. over the place. So that was a movie I did not expect to like nearly as much. I was like, this is brilliant. This is such <laughs> my, a fun movie. My girlfriend got me into that movie. I never saw it before. I always looked at it as kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. That looks kind of not my yeah. not my style. But then I sat and watched it with her because it's one of her favorite oh, horror movies. God. 
And I was like, this holy whole, The whole bit with the, the, the handicapped kids. Yeah, and the, on the school bus. Oh, my God. God, I was like, that's because my sister's mentally physically handicapped. So I was like, oh, God. Holy shit. That is so, that was like, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so creepy. That mm-hmm. was just like, that was just, oh, so well done. It so was. Well done. But that, that was just like, no, horrible. Like, you know, like, that's how dare they do that. But I was just like, that's just heartbreaking in a way. I was like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, if we're going to be honest about the horror genre, I think that's kind of what it does. I think it pulls yeah. on those heartstrings in mm-hmm. a, in a marionette, Freddy kind of fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's kind of yeah. what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to touch those. I think horror's gotten soft over the years until mm-hmm. until you guys. I mean, there's been other ones that are, you know, good and, and stuff like that, but nothing that has reanimated the 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 passion that horror fans have like this like yeah. i feel such a resurgence for the genre after you guys i like, hope so i i really i really hope that's what my real hope is for all this is like we are giving this industry this genre a, a kick in the butt mm-hmm. right now I think, like, yeah i think that's what like, i, I noticed do. something like after we came out when they started filming it part two, mm-hmm. they're like one thing they said, Oh, we're going to have a lot more blood and blah, 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 blah. in this. And like it part hmm. two was kind of lame to me. I thought yeah. they could, I thought they could have did a way better job. I expected yeah. a way better job. I love the first it, one. It, it the was first funny one, how like, they're like, Oh, let's have more, uh, less, more, more, more blood, more blood, more blood. <laughs> we got to compete now. I'm like, right? good. Okay, cool. I hope this is going to, you know, start other franchises and stuff like that to really start like upping their game. Like mm-hmm. let's let's try to be a little bit. Let's start. Let's stop trying to make PG thirteen horror films exactly. and go back to the R. Let's go back to R horror films. Exactly. I think it's the you'll P- still get the butts in the seat. I think it's the PC culture that has really. Mm-hmm. They've really done that because horror movies have always been like we were talking about, like they are supposed to reach deep into us, like as individual yeah. human beings and, and twist those fears and, and yeah. inhibitions and stuff that we hold. Like, like you people having a, a mentally or physically handicapped kid as a, mm-hmm. with t- the, uh, the trick or treat doing that, what it did. It's supposed to do that. It's supposed to touch yeah. those sensitive places and kind of twist yeah. them. Art is supposed to imitate life. Exactly. Exactly. Pun so, intended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I, I really credit you guys um, for kicking Hollywood in the dick. I really do. Yeah. And it I, needs it. Exactly. And I really hope, I think the se- from the way you guys are talking, like, I really think the second one is going gonna, is gonna to be that final, like, hey, you're going to respect us kind of deal. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait to see it. I'm so stoked. Well, we're coming in, you know, full charge. So we're we're not it. pulling anything back. We're like we're going to be like we're 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 slamming our our our, our flag down to the earth and going like we're here. Yeah, I can't wait. I've never done it before, but because I've never been that type yet. But like mm-hmm. when when that movie comes out, even if I'm streaming it at home, you know, nobody knows what the future is going to be. Nobody knows when this. Yeah when this stuff's going to pan out or how it's going to pan out. Even if I'm streaming it at home and, and inviting my friends over, I'm going to dress up like art and watch this fucking movie. That's how yeah. the dude that's, I've never done the cosplay thing. My one of my sisters is really into it, 
But I mm-hmm. feel like for this one, dude, I'm so pumped about it. I will dress up like art and just fucking be like, yeah. Love it. Like Love a little it. kid on Christmas, dude. I'm, I'm so stoked for it. <laughs> I do have one question for you, though. I don't, maybe you've been asked, but I don't really care anyway. What future plans do you hold for, for David Howard Thornton? You can't be art forever. Nah, I'm, I mean, I'm open to whatever, you know, if, I, I would love to go back doing more comedy again. I miss doing yeah. comedy. I miss doing musicals. Yeah. I, I would love to go back on stage and do some more musicals and stuff like that. So like I, I want to do more voiceover as well. I, I love doing animation. What kind of voices so like, do you I'm, do? I do over 200 voices. Holy shit. Yeah, I do so, like a lot of impersonations and stuff like that. So it's like... So I, I've done a lot of animation for like you know kids and stuff like that where they they sometimes just call me in to do voices for animals like they need someone to sound like a goat and I just come in and go eh, and I get paid. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love it. So much fun. <laughs> Quick little... like with voiceover work, you don't have to worry how you look. Yeah, exactly. You can play characters you could never play otherwise. That's why I like it's doing. Like, yeah. That's why I like doing radio instead of the normal video podcast. That way, I'm not worried yeah. about. What what this angle looks like and all that bullshit. I don't, oh, I, I can, know. I can sit here in my pajamas, shirtless, if I want to, and nobody knows. No it. one knows exactly. Um. So no if you one. could, if you could play any any character, who would it be? Oh, easy, the Joker. E- the Joker. Joker. I want hmm. to. I mean, I've played him on a a YouTube series, a fan made YouTube series, but I really want to play him on a like, especially a TV series. I would like to. Because I I've never seen a true depiction of what I think is a comic book version of the Joker on screen. Uh, I've only ooh. seen an animated form, like with Mark Hamill, but I've never seen it brought to life live action. Mice. Well, my the closest Joker I ever saw to that was uh, Romero's back in the sixties. He was the closest one to the, the comic book at the time. But you know the latest Jokers, they've been some weird hybrid, or you know it's like let's be creative with the characters. Like now just. Do it like the comic book. Keep them, keep them to the comic. Keep that look. Keep that attitude. Everything. That's what I want. And that's I'm like, okay, fine. If others can't do it, I want to do it myself. <laughs> right there, you go. Let me do it right. The Joker. You got a thing <laughs> for clowns. I like it. I do. I love clowns. <laughs> They're creepy so yeah, and the, funny. Yeah. So yeah, he's in my dream role. Nice. He said, "Let me do it right." Yeah. So, um, Mr. Voice Actor, I got five bucks or something i could paypal you and i'll just play it but i would i would love to hear like can can i get an impression or or something would you like to hear the joke is that what you're wanting to give up there <laughs> holy shit dude <laughs> did it put a smile on your face it did <laughs> i do hope so <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! That sounded straight comic book to me. Like that was co- that was really fucking good. Oh, I have fun with him. Holy shit! He's fun. Holy He's shit! Fun. So who was who's? So what did you think of the take on the new Joker, the newest one? I thought Joaquin did a great job mm-hmm. with the movie itself, but that's not the Joker. Yeah, I mean he he's a great actor. There's no denying that. Yeah, but I'm talking I, I, about the, the. I feel that you know that would have, even if they didn't have any of the Batman elements, that would have been an equally good movie. Mm-hmm. If he'd done everything the same and it just didn't have the Batman elements to it, it would have been equally as good. Yeah, it's just that's not the Joker. 
you're not supposed to really know who the Joker is anyway. You're not supposed to explain the joke. If you explain the joke, there is no joke. Ooh, there you go. Yep. Wow, that's good. Well, I mean, you, you can't say it much better than that. Yep. I did not expect the Joker, though. And that voice, dude, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by Mark Hamill's version. Yeah, I could I, tell. I think he's the best. I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, if you hear another voice for Bugs Bunny that doesn't sound like Mel Blank's Bugs Bunny, then you're like, mm, no. And uh, that's how it is with Mark Hamill's version of the Joker. I think that is the, the best version out there. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's it needs to sound a little bit like that. Because oddly enough, even before he played the Joker, that's basically the voice I had in my head when I was reading the comics. Yeah. It was like when awesome. he first did it, I was like, Whoa, that sounds like Kim. <laughs> sounds like what I've had in my head this whole entire time. <laughs> hey, me and this guy, we know we, we, we got it. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, awesome. I, I see what you're doing here, Mark. <laughs> right. I really hope you get that opportunity. Cause that voice alone, like I kind of got goosebumps not to, not to be like, too girlish or what the fuck ever but thank you that was really well done i was not thank expecting you. that uh, i would say i would like i said i would love to play him on a tv series rather than a movie because with a tv series you have more than just two hours with the character yeah. to do stuff with them a tv series you have at least a season mm-hmm. if not more to really flesh him out because there's so much to the character and there's so much to the dynamic between him and batman mm-hmm that can be explored and I would really like to do that. I'd really like to go in depth with him more than what he can do in a two hour movie. So do you have any uh, big plans this year as far as the, the uh, terrifier Two release or anything? No, not yet. I'm just going to go with the flow. Cause you know, we're still kind of in limbo right now with, you know, with this virus and everything like that. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm hoping once they really get the vaccines out there, everything's going to start going back to normal and we can, get back to doing conventions and all that fun stuff again yeah. that's one thing i really miss is going to the uh the theater for the you know the premiere yeah. of the new horror movies and shit like that or the drive-in and shit like that like i really oh, miss that shit but it's... i miss i miss that especially this past summer i miss doing summer movies that's always my big thing during the summer i love to go to movies and they go. That's when they usually start putting out the good ones, like mid yeah. midsummer, like the good horror movies. Anyways, like usually like midsummer to like you know winter, yeah, like November ish, like that whole stretch right there is just. That's really when the good ones are coming out, and you've been waiting all half a year for them, and you're like, yes, we get to go to the drive-in and hang out, and yes, but yep. yeah, hopefully, hopefully this year things start to wind back the way they're supposed to. I hope so. If not, we need a, a return to normalcy. <laughs> yeah. If not, I guess we'll just have to adapt. Yep, exactly. F- figure it out. Maybe movie theaters right. will become like an underground, like prohibition bars or something. Speakeasies. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Right. Well, it has been great talking to you, man. Um, I've loved yeah. every every minute of it, and um, I've hope I hope you've had a good time. Hope it hasn't yeah. been some boring ass normal interview. Um, Not at all. I've had fun chatting too. Probably ask the same questions, but you know, <laughs> that, don't worry about it. You I, have some fun ones in there. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of like my thing that I do. Like I, I purposefully avoid any kind of YouTube videos or interviews. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to see anything. I just want to yeah. be fresh and just meld it together and see what happens. Either we make magic yeah. and have a good time or we bump heads and, make magic either way it's yeah. magic so whatever exactly <laughs> and plus if you ask the same question you know it's like it's still going to be new to people that haven't heard this before anyway so it's like 
there you go. Exactly, spreading it out. And I mean, to be honest, like you guys are still pretty new kids on the block. They're still we got the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I had to make that joke. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. Don't go, girl. Um, <laughs> um, yes. um, but um, I have really enjoyed this, man, and I'd love to get you on the show again sometime if you wouldn't mind. And I'd love to get Damien and the rest of the cast. Anybody that wants to get on here, I really want to pick Damien's brain. This guy sounds yeah. like this guy sounds like a a, a mine of just gold. Oh, he is. He's like a he's like a database of horror. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, hats off to you guys. Thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you for well, thank kicking you. Hollywood right in the fucking balls and saying, "Hey, this is how it's <laughs> this is how horror is supposed to be done. We don't need PG thirteen horror movies." And I I really appreciate that. I love everything about it. And <laughs> yeah, man, I wish you nothing but the best in the future. And if there's anything you'd like to say on a personal note or anything you'd like to blurt out and tell the world, yeah. now's the time to go ahead. Just big thank you to everybody supporting us. It's like, uh, like I've said earlier, this is a, you know, part two is a, a uh, movie made by fans for fans. And it's the fans that have made this all possible. So big thank you to guys. And I hope you're all staying safe right now, wearing your mask, social distancing and everything like that. And staying sane as well throughout all this. So I want you all to take good care of yourself right now. So you can be around for part two <laughs> and part three <laughs> and, and part more. three. Yes. Well, I really appreciate it, man. And I hope you stay safe and be blessed. And I hope you guys, you. nothing but the best, man, nothing but the best. And thank you very much for stopping by and hanging out with me. Uh, you're welcome, man. All right, brother. Well, Thank I will you. talk to you soon, I hope. And I'll, All right. I'll be on the lookout for anything new you got coming, and you have a wonderful evening, man. All right. You too, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. You too, bro. All right. Good night. All right. You too. Bye, man. Bye. Am I serious?